It's time to heed the call of the wild and seek the higher calling. Higher Calling Gulf Coast is the inspirational voice of Gulf Coast fishing and conservation. Hosted by award-winning wildlife journalist, conservationist, and flounder revolutionary, Chester Moore. Be ready for a relentless pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of fishing adventure. Welcome to Higher Calling Gulf Coast. This is Chester Moore. Concluding our three-part series on trophy-sized speckled trout. I had so much fun talking to Shane Beneau and Pat Murray in the first two episodes, learning about the life cycles of trout and some really obscure tactics for catching big fish and also strange harbingers, things you look for that you think, if I see this on the water, I know there's big trout there. So that was a lot of fun. You can go back and listen to those in the archives. And we're going to conclude with the research project I've done. Now, it's not necessarily a deep scientific research project, but it's crunching numbers and looking at trends of trophy trout. Because in 2002, Carl Bud Rowland caught the official state record on May the 23rd, 2002 in the lower Laguna Madre. It weighed 16 pounds and measured a monstrous 37 inches. That replaced a famous Jim Wallace fish called in 1996 in Baffin Bay that was 13 pounds, 11 ounces. And, of course, the all-tackle world record for speckled trout was caught in 1995 near Fort Pierce, Florida, and it weighed 17 pounds and 7 ounces. It's really, really incredible fish. So I don't think any fisherman hits the water their whole life without thinking, what if I caught the world record this or the world record that? Well, or maybe even a state record or a water body record. And it's fascinating to think that maybe that cast out there, that top water I threw out there, when I twitch it, that the new world record, the new Louisiana state record, the new Texas record, speckled trout will slurp it under, and I'll be the record holder. It's a fun thing to think about. It's also a lot of fun to look when you start going into the trends of what makes a big trout possible. We talked about that in the first two episodes, but I want to start with Texas because Texas has the most complete information and detailed information on records for fish of any of the states along the Gulf Coast. And um, it's really interesting to see this. So we're going to go into some trends beginning with Texas. Now, the famous Jim Wallace fish of 1996 here, it'd be the 13.9 pound record caught by Mike Blackwood said in 1975. So you had 1975 and then you had 21 years later, you had Jim Wallace catch that big fish he caught in Baffin Bay. It took 21 whole years, 19 years that Roland caught his fish in the lower Laguna Madre. At the time of this recording in January of 2021, no one had beaten Roland's record. So the Florida record has stood so far for 26 years. So I'm going to break down some of the trends and the records set in different bay systems along the Texas coast, going from the northern tier at Sabine Lake down into the lower Laguna Madre area, which is the Bud Rolling Fish. So we're going to go to Sabine Lake. Kelly Rising caught the lake record. I reported on that in 1999. I broke the story on that. 12 pounds caught March 28th, 1999 in Sabine Lake. Galveston Bay's record. R.J. Spencer, 12 pounds, March 19th, 2007. Um, Corpus Christi Bay, Philip Spencer, 12 pounds, March 18th, 2014. Matagorda, Mark Ido, 11 pounds, January 20th, 1999. 
and uh, the Gulf of Mexico record. So this fish was caught in the surf. There's no information we can find on it. I've researched it. Can't find any more information. Either caught like on a pier, that would be considered Gulf of Mexico, surf or a rig or something like that. It's 13 pounds, and that was caught May the 25th of 1969. Looking at these sizes and dates, it's easy to see there is no real pattern. Unlike largemouth bass, for example, where a huge amount of Texas largest bass came from 1986 to 1993 at Lake Fork, big trout seem to show up at various times. Now, there's no question 1996 was an incredible year for the Baffin Bay Complex because several fish in the 11 to 12 pound class were caught within a short span of Wallace's catch, but all of those records have now stood for years. One could look at major coastal freeze kills as being a limiting factor in big trout production. That's a valid point, but Wallace's fish came seven years after the major freeze kill of 1989. That fish was definitely born before the freeze. There's no doubt that his fish was more than seven years old. A trout will live nine, ten years, and this fish was definitely toward the end of its life cycle. Again, there's not a real pattern here. And uh, unlike largemouth bass management, where there's really intensive management in terms of trophy-sized fish and world record fish and literally breeding fish that are 13 pounds and bigger and putting them back in reservoirs, there's none of that. We talked about episode two of the show with Shane Bonneau in Texas. There's none of that where you're like tweaking the gene. They're just catching trout from each base system and stocking those fish back into the base system, kind of letting nature take its course. Now, there's regulations now. We've got down to a five fish limit, no more than one fish a day over 25 inches, those kind of things. But there's nothing in terms of like tweaking genetics to produce these really big fish. And um, the question is, can Texas ever produce a world record trout? Or will it ever beat its state record? So I don't know on that. I think there's probably one swimming around there somewhere. Will someone ever catch it? We don't know. But we're going to move and look at some other states just to give you some idea of what's happened timeline-wise there. And also just the kind of fish they're catching in different states along the Gulf of Mexico. Louisiana has a fairly decent log system of fish. The Louisiana Outdoor Writers Association actually um, logged the fish. And they don't have a base systems that I can find of. But they do have a top 10 of the species out there. And this is really, really interesting. So the number one fish ever caught in Louisiana on speckled trout, Leon Matt's 12.38 pound fish in Lake Hermitage in April of... 1950. The next fish is Kenneth Krieger, Lake Pontchartrain, January 1999, 11.99 pounds. Okay, the third place is Jason Truyer, and that's caught in Lake Bourne, September 1999, 11.24. You can know the Lake Calcasieu, where I love the fish, Timothy Mahoney, May 2002, 11.16. Kevin Galley, Calcasieu, May 1997, 10.81. And uh, you see, this goes all the way down to the 10th place, which is Ed Sexton in Venice, April of 2010.50. There's a Sabine Lake fish in there. There's a Breton Sound fish in there from May 1979. A lot of areas, Calcasieu has the most, followed by Pontchartrain in the top 10 list. But the top records, 1950. Um, we have them as recently as 2013 on this list. So... It seems it's kind of all over the place for big trout in Louisiana. All right, Mississippi um, has very little records that I can find, but Chris Denton caught the biggest trout there. He caught in April of 2013, and it weighed 10 pounds. Um, the fish that holds the current record, 
the Alabama record is 12 pounds, 4 ounces, and that fish was caught um, in 1980 in Orange Beach, Alabama. And of course, we know about the Florida record, the world record fish at over 17 pounds. I mean, that's a mind-blowing size fish, 17 pounds, 7 ounces. And so these records are kind of all over the place. And you have to look at certain factors of this. Um, the biggest fish caught are in Texas, in South Texas, super South Texas, and in Florida. So there's something that has to do with that more semi-tropical environment, warmer waters year-round. Those kind of things seem to make a difference on the absolutely huge oversized speckled trout. You know, largemouth bass are looked at at 13 pounds as being the standard bearer for like super monster fish. Or any angler would be happy to catch a 10-pound bass. I haven't caught a 10-pound yet. I've caught a nine and a half, and I've caught thousands of bass. I haven't broke the 10-pound mark yet, but in the bass world, 13 pounds, Texas Parks and Wildlife has their share longer program. That's kind of like the supersized fish. And looking at these lists, it looks to me like if you get to like 12 pounds, you've entered a realm that few humans ever do with speckled trout. And it's a really interesting list to look at because it encompasses all the different kinds of environments that you're going to find a speckled trout in. I find it fascinating because it encompasses all kinds of areas you would find a speckled trout in. Now, let's look at the Texas list, for example. The record is in Lower Laguna Madre. We talked about that having the you know, more saline environment, semi-tropical type environment, sort of matching what's in the part of Florida where the world record trout at 17 pounds, 7 ounces is. But you have fish that are in the 12-pound category in the northern part of Texas, 12 pounds, both in Galveston Bay and Sabine Lake. And you have the Gulf of Mexico record. We don't know where that is. 13 pounds. So you have fish in the surf. You have fish in more intermediate brackish type bays. Uh, you have fish in the Gulf of Mexico. And then you go over to Louisiana. I think it's really interesting in their top 10 list. Lake Hermitage in 1950. There hasn't been a fish brought into Louisiana since 1950. It's bigger than 12.38 pounds, right? So that's Lake Hermitage. And then you look, although you have Breton Sound. I fish in Breton Sound. That's actually an area out there around the Chandelier Islands, essentially right out in the Gulf of Mexico area. You have um, Calcasieu Lake. You have uh, down in Venice in the marshes and Lake Pontchartrain. All these different kind of locations. So it's not necessarily centered in one particular area on these fish that are over that 10-pound mark. But if you start looking at the ones that are you know, let's just say above 11 pounds, you get more of a pattern here where these fish are going to be found. Okay, if you look at the Texas list of fish, you'll see fish all over the place. Of course, the bud rolling fish caught in Lower Laguna Madre, that habitat matches very closely uh, to the semi-tropical area of Florida. Very, very similar type of area. Then you have, you know, a 13-pound fish caught in the Gulf of Mexico. Different areas producing these fish. Louisiana top 10 list. The number one fish, 12.38 pounds, caught in 1950 in Lake Hermitage. Number two, caught in 99 in Pontchartrain. But then you've got fish caught in Breton Sound, which is out in the Chandelier Islands. Essentially almost out in the Gulf of Mexico there. And you have fish caught in Venice and just different areas. So it's kind of all over the map with these, let's just say 10 pound plus fish would be caught. Where is the next record going to come from? Will there be another record? You got to ask some questions in terms of management of fish. Do I think Louisiana 
will produce another record fish. Look, it's 1950 since there's been a 12-pound trout caught and brought in in Louisiana that's registered as a record. I think Louisiana is missing the boat on management on that. If they want to produce more trophy trout, you can't keep taking the number of fish that Louisiana takes and produce a bunch of record fish. It's got to change if record fish is going to be part of their management. Texas has kind of already gone that direction. Superseding a 16-pound record fish is a tall order. But the management principles are sort of in place with five fish, no more than one a day over 25. Florida has really restrictive records. Um, but it's going to be a matter of what's going to be the factors out there that are going to cause these fish to survive. Because uh, they have to be able to survive to the oldest age possible. And the fish that survives to the oldest age has to have the genetics to be the really, really big fish. It has to be in the right environment, the right forage. All of those things, you look at different conditions. Florida has had a real problem with algal blooms. Texas had a little bit of that as well. Texas is due a big freeze kill. It's about the time, I hate to say this, but it's about the time, if you look at timelines, when you typically would have a big freeze problem, which killed a lot of fish before. But we mentioned that the Jim Wallace fish lived through a freeze. So is there a pattern? And do you think there is a pattern that produces these big fish? Um, do you think there can be a record in your state? Do you think there will ever be a new Texas record? Do you think there will ever be a new Florida record, which would be a world record? Do you think Alabama or Mississippi or Louisiana will have a record? And where do you think it will be caught? If you do have an eye day on this, please message me. Email me at chester at chestermore.com. I'd love to know your information. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Trophy speckled trout are a very, very rare commodity. You can manage speckled trout to have a quality fishery that produces trophy fish. But unlike largemouth bass, which can definitely be tweaked in the hatcheries and all kinds of things like this, we haven't gotten there with speckled trout yet. I wrote an article very early in my career in 2000 talking about the age of the super trout. There had been some um, hatchery breakthroughs on tweaking genetics and things, but it's never made it into your state fish and game departments. Texas Parks and Wildlife has not initiated any of this. I don't think Florida has either. And Louisiana doesn't even have a stocking program. So you go into all these things, you go, we don't have what's going on with bass happening with speckled trout. I mean, the real influence on the growth of bass nationwide, where a lot of these trophy fish are being produced, is tweaking genes. And that includes the introduction of Florida strain largemouth bass into lakes around the country. So that made a big difference there. You're seeing these incredible fish and, and records broken all kind of lakes, record broken states and all kind of things, huge bass in different areas. And uh, it's just not happening the same way with speckled trout. I think that has a factor in it. I think that in my personal opinion, looking at this for many years and kind of being really fascinated by it, I think that there's just gotta be the right fish, the right angler at the right time. I think you can tweak it a little bit by if you want to break that record or just break your own fishing record, you got to be in the right locations. I live on Sabine Lake. I mean, there's a really nice fish caught in Sabine Lake. Uh, you know, 12 pounds, a huge fish. That's a long shot from the 16 pounds. If I were wanting to break a record for trout in Texas, I would focus my efforts in Lower Laguna Madre, Baffin Bay, that lower Laguna area 
And um, I might even try some of the nearshore surf and just try some really hardcore, strange tactics. I think there's some bigger fish in the surf than we give them credit for and things like that. But I don't think there's a formula to really go out and break this record. Um, it's not like you can monitor them as much as you can bass. I mean, there's some small clear lakes in California where people named the bass. There's a famous bass out there that people had named and they hooked it. They did all kinds of stuff and it was a 20 something pound bass. It was an unbelievable bass. And, um, but that's not true with speckled trout. They're a very elusive fish. They're a very mysterious fish. Management comes into play. Natural history comes into play. In my opinion, if I look at the Louisiana list, I think Louisiana has pretty much uh, killed off so many trout that it's not hurting the fishery, I don't think, in terms of numbers, but it might have hurt it in terms of the overall genetics of those fish. And I say this for another reason, because I found some stuff in my research that was super fascinating. I love catching sand trout. I also love catching gulf trout. Sand trout are the more brown ones, and the gulf trout are the more silver ones. And sometimes they lump them together and call them white trout. Check this out, though. Looking at the Louisiana records, this was mind-blowing. In 1973, the year I was born, there was an 11-pound sand trout, or gulf trout here, caught in Louisiana by Donald Marion. Same year, James Gomez caught a 10.50-pound sand trout. Unbelievable. Now, if you look at the Louisiana records, the 10th place was caught in 1975, and that was Jimmy Hill, 7.25. In the 1970s, every fish but one caught in 1981 that was 8 pounds, the top 10 Louisiana sand trout were all caught in the 1970s. Now, if you look into other records, it's equally fascinating. Now, other states, ironically, don't have as many fish listed but I want you to look at numbers in terms of size on some of these sand trout and stuff caught in other states. If you look at sand trout uh, caught in Mississippi, the record is 6.96 pounds caught in 2009. That's a fairly recent record. If you look at Alabama, you have a 6-pound, 10-ounce fish caught in 1997. Now, sometimes sand trout and gulf trout are used interchangeably. Um, and they're called a white trout and lumped together. And sometimes they're called a silver sea trout, and then you have the sand sea trout. Uh, the silver is the silver-looking one without specks. The sand sea trout is the one that's more of a color of a croaker. Now, interestingly, Florida, if you go to their website and check out their fish records, okay, so if you go to Florida's website, their official records website for coastal fisheries, you'll see that sand sea trout and silver sea trout are not currently eligible for a state record. It's very bizarre. A lot of fish on there, it says not eligible for a state record, which is, I don't know why that is, but it is. But if you look at these trends, you'll see that they had this huge sand trout boom in the 70s. It kind of lasted off and on in places until the 90s and it dropped off. Well, if you look at sand trout populations, they are very much affected by shrimping. Now, shrimping rates in bays in the Gulf of Mexico is radically down because of license buyback programs, economic issues, and things like that. But sand trout were hammered by shrimping. A lot of bycatch of that. And I think what you see is after the 70s, there was tons and tons of pressure 
and technology and things in the late 70s, 80s, and shrimping, I think it just wiped out a lot of those big sand trout, maybe even wiped out some of the genetics for the big sand trout, because we're not seeing those kind of sand trout anymore. They've disappeared. What happened to them? Now, I've caught some three-pound sand trout in Texas in the last five years, which is huge for me. It's, I mean, just monster sand trout for me. But look at this. Where have you ever heard that there's been an 11-pound sand trout caught in Louisiana? States having six-pound records and all this kind of stuff. Those are massive fish. I mean, we're looking at Alabama with a seven-pound. I mean, those are huge sand trout. We would think that's a trophy speckled trout. But something happened to the population. Something changed. I'm actually going to dig deeper into this. And maybe talk about the lost trout, the misunderstood trout, and do a special bonus episode about the misunderstood silver and sand sea trout, the story of these fish and what's going on, because there's definitely a link there. There are definitely some things that have happened there. Management of these fish has pretty much been none. You can still catch all you want. I think every Gulf state for sure in Texas and Louisiana and there's been just tons of impact on them in terms of shrimp trawls and things like that. Did that take out the trophy potential? Did all the netting and all the harvest in years of Louisiana cause the same problem? Did it impact the upper coast of Texas because they were taken out on the upper coast uh, in the early 1980s? But did that take a lot of those bigger fish genetics out in perpetuity? I don't know. What are your thoughts? But I thought we would dig into these records tonight. And this is the kind of thing this show is going to be about, giving you some interesting facts, interesting revelations. I mean, where have you heard about some of this stuff before? Hopefully you've heard it first here on Higher Calling Gulf Coast. Real excited about this. And I'm definitely inspired to do a bonus show on sea trout, sand and silver sea trout. Really interesting stuff. And uh, we appreciate you listening to the program. We hope you enjoyed our series, our three-part series on trophy speckled trout, Will there be a world record trout? Will there be a world record or a state record or maybe even your favorite water body record, trout caught? What are your thoughts? Where will this fish be caught? What do you think it will be caught on? Email me at chester at chestermore.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. God bless you and go fish for some big trout. You've been listening to Higher Calling Gulf Coast with award-winning wildlife journalist and conservationist Chester Moore. Email him at chester at chestermore.com. Check out his wildlife writings at highercalling.net and find him at the Chester Moore on Instagram.